Welcome to Community Concepts on localjobnetwork.com radio, where we discuss connection of jobs and the community. I'm your host, Azure Mahara, and today we're talking about putting diverse abilities to work. Our in-studio guest is Joe Hepka from United Cerebral Palsy of Southeastern Wisconsin. Welcome. Thanks, Azure. Happy to be here. Thanks. Well, I brought you in today to talk about diverse abilities because that's pretty much what you work with every day. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit what you do? Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, as you mentioned, I'm from United Cerebral Palsy, also known as UCP. Uh, we're a local nonprofit that works with families and uh, individuals affected by disability-related issues. We have an employment service program independent living program, respite program, and also information and referral program. So we really have a wide spectrum of services that we can offer uh, people and families with disabilities. Uh, But as you mentioned today, we're going to be talking about employment and uh, diversity in the workplace. So on that note, I guess uh, the best way I can really describe what we do uh, in employment services at UCP um, is assisting people with diverse abilities to achieve independence and success by gaining and retaining competitive employment. So essentially, we're functioning as an employment agency. We help people who are looking for jobs find jobs and find jobs that are a good match. Right. And you had mentioned um, in our conversation right before the show is that you help people not necessarily find jobs, but a career. Absolutely. Right. And I mean, for so many people, finding a job is their short-term goal. They need a job, they need to earn an income, and also to have that fulfillment in life. But we look beyond that also to what their long-range goals are. So when you help people find a career versus a job, it's fulfilling for the company as well as the employee, but that's not all you do. You said that you also focus just on the the short-term job as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the main goal is a well-matched job. And it's a partnership between that employee and that community business. If we can, if we can succeed in that match initially, that's what's going to lead into successful employment and eventually a career for that individual. And also a very, very productive, long-range employee for the company. So it's a win-win. Yeah. What kind of services do you offer? I know you said you do kind of job training, but can you go into a little bit more detail of that? Absolutely. Um, from um, a candidate standpoint, we do a lot of pre-screening. So when someone comes in, we work with them and find out what their what their current skills are, what their abilities are, and then also what their goals are to to build on those. Um, we as, we do assessments. We work on an individual level. Oh, absolutely. Everything is one-on-one, focused on that person and and where they want to go. So if an employer is looking to to find a good candidate. It's an ideal place because not only have you done some training, and uh, but you've also done an individual assessment with that person. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the highlights of our program is that when a business is approaching us for a candidate, we have really spent a great deal of time with that person, helping them understand where they're at in their job search um, and identify their goals, which I think gives that person um, a step up in the process. And then also is an asset to the, to the partnering business because then they have a better chance of getting an employee who is well-matched to the position and will uh, have long-range success there. And if an employer wanted to get in touch with you guys, what would be the best way? Uh, Well, UCP is actually located right here in Milwaukee at 7519 West Oklahoma Avenue. But with the internet being so popular, um, (laughs) I will give you guys the website right away. We can be found online at www.ucpsew.org. And our website does give a great deal of information about our employment services program, along with other uh, programs, and our partnerships with businesses. So I would 
would definitely encourage um, any interested companies in in exploring our website and uh, and looking for information there. And, and it's um, it's nation- is it nationwide? Uh, we are part. Uh, we are an affiliate of a national organization. Um, there is UCP National. However, each individual United Cerebral Palsy is its own entity. Okay. Uh, very unique, different programs. Um, it's it's. But the focus is is the same. The focus is definitely the same in terms of helping people achieve independence and success in life. There's different programs. Some of the some of the uh, affiliates do not have employment services programs. Okay. Um, some have more residential. Um, like I said, we have an independent living program, respite care program, and all of those help uh, support individuals and families with disabilities. Um, but our employment program is probably uh, one of our stronger focuses. Okay. Yeah. And talking about disabilities, um, what type of disabilities do you serve? I'm really glad you brought that up because that's a question that a lot of people ask, including businesses that we work with and also um, candidates coming into the program. We are United Cerebral Palsy of Southeastern Wisconsin, or UCP, but as our logo says, we're more than our name. And the reason it says that is because close to 70% of the uh, population that we work with has a disability other than cerebral palsy. You know, it can it can vary greatly. So yeah. um, I won't go into too much detail. But basically, you know, we work with all different all different populations. Okay, going back to um, talking about employers and hiring, and um, if they were to get a candidate from UCP, what do you guys besides the training and the one on one assessment? How are you making sure that they're really good candidates that are coming? We spend a great deal of time with our participants, getting to know them, getting to know their past employment history, getting to know their education, their their goals, their wants. And in doing that, it puts them in, a, I feel, a much better position to enter the workforce than a lot of other people with and, or without disabilities. And you guys help them as they are placed. You continue to stay with them. You continue Absolutely. to work with them. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we are there from, you know, the submission of the application all the way through the time of hire and beyond. And that's another that's another um, service that we offer is that interaction with the business and the, the hiring the you know the hiring partner working with us and the employee to follow along and make sure that there's success and that it's a good match. So okay, now you talked about what makes a you know one of your candidates a good candidate. What would make a, a company a good company? So if I was ABC company, let's say mm-hmm. um, Acne Company, a generic name, but what if if I was looking to recruit and hire and I wanted to be a really good employer for people with disabilities, what would make what what should I do? Well, you know, I really think when we're looking at when we're looking at a company or a hiring partner, uh, we're looking at the same attributes and aspects that any job seeker would be looking at. So I can answer this from the perspective of of my candidate. I can also answer it from my own perspective. So I mean, I know if I was looking to seek a new employment adventure, I would probably say, you know, one of the main things that I would look for and that my candidates look for um, is a company with a strong reputation in the community a company that has, you know, has that reputation of working with everyone. Mm -hmm. um, And that kind of leads into um, diversity in the work environment. I mean, obviously, we're all different in in some way or another. And that's definitely something else that is sought out. And then obviously, fair and competitive hiring practices. And again, it goes back to it goes back to the perspective that everyone's equal. Right. And so, you know, let's say you have a candidate, this candidate happens to have a disability, they should and want to go through the same hiring procedures and practices as anyone else. They want to be a good match for that job. Okay. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions that you you just kind of went went right over there. You know, sometimes companies might think that they have to have um, special 
Accommodations. They have to okay. have special accommodations. But you're saying if you want to recruit or do anything like that, and I, and I think that that's an, an awesome answer, is to get involved in the community because it shows that you're heavily involved and you care about diversity and you care about the community that you're in. And, I mean, that's part of what Community Concepts is all about. So, of course, Absolutely. I like that answer. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because um, one of the main things I wanted to talk about today are the misconceptions that employers may have uh, when dealing with hiring a person who happens to have a disability. And two of the biggest misconceptions that are out there um, are that there's going to be an increased cost involved in that venture and then also that there are some greatly increased liabilities to the company um, and the hiring employer. Uh, So what I'd like to talk about a little bit is what that actually means and what's true there and what's not. What's true is that there are times when hiring someone with a disability that you may need to make an accommodation, but an accommodation is not necessarily a costly piece of equipment or a major change in the functioning of that work environment. 70% of accommodations actually cost the employer between zero and $500. And I think that's something that's wow. that's very important right. um, for employers to understand because it's not a well-known fact. And I think there is that there is that thought process that anything anything that's going to be a change in the workplace is going to be is going to be substantial, and it's not. I can give you a couple examples. One example uh, would be construction worker working out on a site who, due to um, a disability or medical condition with with that with his or her hands, could not let them uh, be exposed to the cold. Okay. Now, first thought there, and actually, you know what? First thought in my mind even would be okay, maybe we need to look for something different. Okay. But if you just take a, take a couple seconds and look think about it. Look outside of the box. Look outside <laughs> of the box, absolutely. Accommodation there would be some insulated, battery-powered heated gloves that are used by hunters. Hmm. Cost on that's <laughs> between $30 and $50. And you just solved a problem that was jeopardizing that individual's not only job, but in that case, career. You solved that problem with a $30 to $50 purchase. And that person is able to stay in their career and also benefit that benefit that company that that is their employer so um i you know that's those are the kind of stories those are the kinds of things i like to share it's fun um another one that i would mention it let's take an office setting you have somebody who has all the skills abilities and education to work in an office setting work at a computer work you know you work with a phone system if the person happens to use a wheelchair the accommodation can be something as simple as putting that desk up on blocks and that's something that i have actually done several times with people I've worked with with partnering businesses and it's one of the most simple and also one of the most effective accommodations. That, so that has to be a pretty low cost too. <laughs> it absolutely it, that would be a zero to ten dollar cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean yeah. There you go, you have it solved. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that's uh, you know in terms of uh, in terms of cost factor, that's one thing that I really wanted to stress today was that there is really no increased cost in hiring an employee who happens to have a disability. And in fact, when you look at the retention rate and longevity on the job, it can actually go the opposite way. Because if you have someone who who comes on board and is a successful employee, you know, at your company for mm-hmm. let's say three, four, five plus years, then you don't have, as a company, do not have to train that new employee. And as I'm sure, uh, you know, companies and HR professionals know, training uh, new employee training it's is one of the expensive. most expensive uh, endeavors there is mm-hmm. in the employment process. So and all the HR professionals out there know that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, we hear that all the time. So mm-hmm. it makes me it makes me very happy to be able to share that information and say, you know, really, the majority of accommodations that need to be made are very low cost, very non-invasive, and work out well. Okay. So, so let, let's talk about interviewing a little bit. Sure. So we talked about 
overall how to accommodate and, and the misconceptions and um, how cheap it can be to, or how less expensive it, than somebody might have thought it can be to actually accommodate someone with disabilities. What if somebody was going into an interview and I know that there there's some fears of what can and can't be set. Can you shed some light on that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Um, Disclosure of disability is really up to the individual. It's up to the candidate. Um, An employer really uh, cannot ask for a diagnosis of disability, similar to, you know, the fact that they really can't ask how old a candidate is right. or, you know, more of that kind of background. What it really comes down to is when someone is coming in for an interview, and I, I you know, I feel this makes the process a lot more simple, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone comes in for an interview, disability, no disability, it's across the board. Same questions should be asked. Same right. questions will get the same answers. And, you know, that's, that's really also, I think, something, though, that is, that's kind of a gray area where employers are not sure. But yeah, it's 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 really up to the individual um, if they're going to disclose their disability. I think what it really comes back to is good hiring practice because when when there's a you know an employer looking to hire someone, what they want is somebody that can you know perform all the essential job functions that is going to be reliable that's going to right. you know stay with the company, and that's something that I feel is very relevant to the interview process with someone with, with a disability. And what I would encourage um, HR departments and and companies to really focus on when they're interviewing someone who happens to have a disability is focus on their work experience, focus on their education, their background. And as you do that, the disability kind of kind of fades back. Right. And Don't focus on the disability. Absolutely. absolutely. Focus on the ability. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right. And okay, so if is there anything that employers can do to make it easier for someone to apply or is that kind of as well general? Um actually that's another that's another topic that we we do struggle with quite often and it's something that has become more of an issue as technology has evolved with the application process becoming so um, online oriented mm-hmm. uh, it's becoming more difficult for some candidates with disabilities to really get through that to break through that wall I should say to get get to the other side where that employer can actually sit down with them see them and realize their skills and abilities and and see them as the asset that they are um, so in terms of challenges yeah yeah, that's that, that tends be to challenge. be one of the biggest ones. Yeah. So if you're going to post uh, a job online, you know there are sites, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the local job network out sure, there sure. that are disability friendly. So Absolutely. you know, so if you know that it's it's a good resource. But you're saying if you are going to post it online on your, let's say it's on the company's website mm-hmm. to just make sure that it's friendly and that Absolutely. aspect. And I would encourage employers to partner with. Uh, companies that do ass- assist with disability-friendly application processes because, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and really what it comes down to, it's it's unfortunate um, when, you know, our candidates aren't able to get through that screening process. Um, it's unfortunate for them, but I think it's actually more, un- or at least as much, if not more unfortunate mm-hmm. for the hiring companies because they're missing out on a huge pool of qualified candidates. So going, we talked about applying. Um, going back a little bit, and we're kind of jumping around, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Um, going back to the interviewing process, if, and I had I had this question when we were talking about it before. If somebody um, came into an interview and you know disclosed that they they use a wheelchair, can it is it appropriate for the employer to say, okay, what accommodations? would you need? Or is it safe to say that they should wait, look at all the other criteria, um, and then base their decision, you know, not necessarily. I, I guess my question is, is it okay for them to 
to ask about accommodations right there in the interview? Um, I think that's a fair. Qu- I think that's a fair question to ask. I think it really depends on how the interview is going and how it's structured. I mean, I guess my thought would be the interview would really be the opportunity to focus on that person's, um, you know, abilities, work right. history, that kind of thing, and. The nice thing, too, is when a candidate is working with an agency like UCP, we are already thinking along those lines. Right. We're thinking along those lines before we're even going into the interview or even into the application process because we want you know, our candidate to be able to succeed on the job. So, um, And again, it goes back to the reasonable accommodation. So just to kind of recap that, if somebody comes in, you know, they don't have to disclose if they have a disability Correct. or not. Yeah. But if they do... It is okay for the employer to say, okay, what kind of accommodations would you like or would you would you need? But, of course, always base the decision on hiring on what abilities they have and if they're a good candidate and if they're a good fit for the company. Because, like you said, most of the accommodations that they might need aren't usually as costly as, as some might think that they are. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So are there any other misconceptions that you see in the from an employer's aspect? Yeah, I think, you know, with accommodations being discussed, um, in addition to that, the the misconception is there that there is a different level of liability and responsibility um, in the hiring process when it involves someone who happens to have a disability. And just to clarify that, when an employer is working with someone, whether they have a disability or not, that employee is subject to the same expectations and work responsibilities as any other employee. Um, so, on the opposite end, when the employer is dealing with that employee, it's no different than if they are interacting with uh, any of their other staff. So I know that's something that's a question that I'm asked very often: is what does this mean? What does this mean for us as a company if we bring this person on board? Do we need to change how we interact with them? Do we need to change, um, you know, how we handle things like corrective action or mm-hmm. reviews um, or work expectations? And the answer to that question is no. And you know, to go even further with that, that candidate who is seeking employment wants the same treatment and deserves the same treatment as any other employee. So it's it's a win-win there as well. Right. So going back to the whole equal. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I know that um, in your many years uh, of working at UCP that you have to have some success stories. So why don't you give me one of those? Absolutely. Um, it's going to be hard to choose just one because there are so many. There's <laughs> so good. many, good so many situations that I have experienced and been a part of that make me proud and happy and, and that I would love to share. Uh, but one that I will share today um, kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the interview, which uh, was working with our candidates to find jobs that are a really good match so that it's not just a temporary situation, that it's a current source of success and happiness in their lives and also a good match for the employer. And what what comes of that in the long in the long term um, is not just a job but a career. And the situation that I'd like to talk about today is someone who had been in our program for many many years and actually had 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 another job, enjoyed the job but wasn't necessarily what what she wanted to do uh, for the rest of her career. Mm-hmm. So, kind of went back to the drawing board and we you know and we did some exploration. Um, and this is actually before my time with the agency. So when I say <laughs> we, I'm talking about our department. Uh, but went back and uh, really worked with her on on finding a match that would allow her to maximize her potential and and find success. And what she actually um, wanted to do was work in administrative medical billing. And UCP worked, you know, diligently to find a company that would be interested in hiring her. She did have some skills and abilities that made her a good match. The placement was made. The employer partnered with uh, UCP and, more importantly, our candidate. And she worked with this company for 16 years and wow. really, really enjoyed her job, became part of the work environment. And what I saw 
uh, in my time with that situation was that it wasn't just a job for her. It became a huge part of her life um, and her happiness. So um, it's a win-win because she, you know, she gained that out of it and the employer gained uh, a good candidate, a good candidate <laughs> who turned into a 16-plus-year employee who was reliable, stable, and talented on the job. Yeah. So, Well, that's definitely a success story. Thank you so much for coming in today. We Absolutely. are out of time. If you could just give the information, if employers, if you're out there and you're looking to hire and you're looking for some advice, some tips on how to recruit um, anybody with a disability, UCP, United Cerebral Palsy of Southeastern Wisconsin, and UCP across the nation is a good place to look. Absolutely. Would you like to give the information again for us? I would love to. (laughs) Uh, Any interested employers, please feel free to contact us. Uh, You can find us on the web at www.ucpsew.org. There's a great deal of information about our programs and specifically employment services on there. So uh, definitely interested in in contact. Uh, You can also reach us by telephone at area code 414-329-4500. Or feel free to come in and visit us at our local office in Milwaukee. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Joe. Thank you, Azure. Uh, again, Joe Hepka from United Cerebral Policy of Southeastern Wisconsin. And listeners, if you have any ideas for future topics on community concepts, please feel free to email me at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. I'm Azure Mahara. This is Joe Hapka, And I hope you guys have a great day. And thanks for listening on localjobnetwork.com radio. <laughs>